have you heard the good news? I don't know, but you're about to. My name is Sophia, and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, my name is Kat, and I use they, them pronouns. Should we start doing a fun fact of, of the week? Sure. I have, like, my, a... I remember my... Oh, go for it. Well, I remember my fun fact on our Halloween episode was that I had all of my feet. All two of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have, like, a a little... Oh, my goodness. Now I can't find it. I have an idea of what we could talk about before our first article. And it was the Kids Bop version of WAP. WAP. Wait, 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 wait. They actually have. Do they actually have one? Because I know it was going around as like a joke. They don't have one, but somebody did write the lyrics of what it would be. Is it waffles? Is it waffles and pancakes? Wings and pizza. Wings and pizza. Of course. They're, the, the thing about, here's the thing about WAP. I explained to my therapist why WAP is the greatest song of our generation. That's true. I did that. Because mm-hmm. my therapist said something about, it's fun to make up acronyms. And she said something about, like, something big ass and then something about a truck. And it just, it hit every part of my brain that was, like, WAP. And so I was like, oh, do you know about Cardi B's song, WAP? And she goes, what's a WAP? And I go, oh, wet-ass pussy? (laughs) (laughs) And then I had to explain to her why the song WAP brings me joy, because it does. Mm -hmm. But I would love to hear, I would love to hear about wings and pizza. God. (laughs) But the thing about WAP is they can't actually, like... Kids Bop can't actually have a real version of it. Yeah. It's not possible. The clean version of the song is wet and gushy. Yeah. Like, that's barely clean. That's, Are you kidding I think me? worse, actually. I agree. I think wet and gushy is worse than wet ass pussy. Or if you're Ben Shapiro, wet ass P word. Uh. That's the only <laughs> reason. I firmly believe that Ben Shapiro is the only reason WAP became the... The cultural reset that it did. Had he not said anything, it would have just been Cardi B wrote a song about her pussy. Good for her, I guess. But then he came on and it publicly admitted to being bad at sex on Twitter and the whole internet went crazy. Um, So Also, there's nothing else to do. So it, It opens with, put the rolls in my mouth, put the rolls in my mouth, put the rolls in my mouth, put the rolls in my mouth. Um... Oh, boy. I said, you know I like to eat 11 days a week, wings and pizza, stuff that crust with extra cheese. Dab, 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 dab. This is worse. Yeah, we feasted on some wings and pizza. I'm so hungry, I can't stop. Bring that wings and pizza. Give me all the ranch you got for that wings and pizza. Ew. Okay, I get ranch for the wings, maybe, but ew. This is worse. Pizza Hut is a piece of art. Extra large, click add to cart. Eat Parmesan right off the plate. Red pepper flakes got me sweating hard. Wings so hot, making me cry. Dab of the Reaper, I want to die. Lemon and pepper all on my fry. I paid in cash, my card was declined. Bake that bunt, watching it rise. Bigger the cake, the bigger the thighs. (laughs) I'm going to bounce these Big Mac buns right in the back of my yard. (laughs) What? Okay, hang on. I'm very impressed by this. 
It's this so impressive. Good. The problem is, um, Kids Bop wouldn't say the word die. As somebody who had to listen to an extensive amount of Kids Bop during her career as a camp counselor. Yeah. Oh my God. Unless somebody... I played clean music. Who is it? There's some YouTuber. Oh, Mac does it has a video where he's just reacting to kids bop lyrics and it literally made me cry laughing. Okay, so here's my thing about kids bop. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind, I guess. Here's my thing about kids bop. If slash when I have children, I will never, you will never catch me dead playing kids bop for them. I will just let them listen to the explicit songs. I will deem what is appropriate and then let them listen to it. I would not let... If I had, like, an eight-year-old, not going to let them listen to a song... WAP? Called Wet-Ass Pussy. They're not going to be listening to WAP. If they're 13, 14, meh, I might let it slide, you mm-hmm. know? They're old enough at that point. They under they, they understand, and they also know not to repeat it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, I really just... I felt like I, I could, once I could start swearing around my parents, mm-hmm. my entire relationship with my parents changed. Mm-hmm. At least with my mother. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but this is wild. Have you seen, so Justin McElroy is a big proponent of like, letting his kids know swear words, cursing around them, and just like teaching them not to say it in front of other people. Um, yeah. Recently, he tweeted, in the distant future, what, what, I, let me, let me find the tweet. I've started watching, okay, I feel like this is, we could also talk about this. I've started watching yeah. The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. um, which I have never consumed any Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. any of the, that form of content. Or as they refer to it, Bachelor Nation, which I hate personally. I think it's the worst. But I have recently started watching it because my roommate got, well, she didn't get roped into it. She wanted to watch The Bachelorette and I said, you know what, fuck it, I'll watch it with you. And I have become shockingly invested. And can I just say something? Mm -hmm. It's horrible yeah the whole concept of it i mean i love it but it it actively you know how you watch some shows and you're like man i want to have i want to be in love and i want yearning and i'm jealous of these people Mm -hmm. i have the reverse of that when i watch the bachelorette i'm Mm -hmm. like this is terrible i don't ever want to be loved by anybody this is awful and there are a variety, there are a, a multitude of reasons why I would never go on a show like The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. One of which being that I don't think I'm what they want. Ma'am, ma'am, please stay away from my computer. <laughs> and the other one being, I, the current Bachelorette, there's some fuck shit that happens, but the current one, Tasha, who I like very much, I think she's smart and cool and fun, but she has like 20 men all vying for her attention that all the stressful. time and there are certain points where it's like she goes on these part of what the show is i guess is these group dates where you get like 10 ah. of the men or whatever 
and you all sort of do like a big group activity. And I hate that. Like they were, the most recent one involved them all being and hanging out in a pool together. And I think I would literally die. That's Anyway, those terrible. are my, those think, are my thoughts on The Bachelorette. I can update you guys every I single week. I feel like it would be fun to be one of the like 20 guys on the date. Because I think you could just hang out, you could make friends and, <clears throat> excuse me, you could make friends and just like hang out with your new bro brody or whatever um there's somebody on the current season and i feel i'm not gonna his name is chasen Ooh. (laughs) and i don't want to get i don't i don't think i'll get in trouble for saying this it's personal preference the name in and of itself for me is a turnoff I'm sorry. You pick your chase. So they've got both. Chase or Jason. Pick one. The mishmash doesn't work for me. It doesn't. I don't like it. I get bad vibes. I have no reason to have bad vibes about Jason. He seems like he's perfectly nice. But also, but also, I'm not a fan. Okay, I found the tweet. Um, also, okay. if I can just, um, so Justin McElroy likes to, he's very like willing to like let his kids swear and like teach them about swears just so long as they know not to do it, you know, in inappropriate situations. He tweeted yesterday in the distant future of 2020, six year olds will be able to express their displeasure from you. Their display. Oh, goodness. In the distant future of 2020, six-year-olds will be able to express their displeasure with you from any room in the house. And it's a screen cap of an announcement from their Amazon Alexa. And it's announcement from the kitchen. Fuck you. That's iconic. Charlie. That's iconic. Is the funniest McElroy. It's true. It's true. Anyway, I do have more thoughts on the Bachelorette, but maybe I'll give maybe I'll give updates to you, Kat, every week at the beginning of our if our show if we can't think of anything else to talk about. I am down with that. Because here's the thing, I feel like so much shit fuckery happens on that show and I have no investment in it whatsoever. It's great. And I will say this. I have I enjoy a trashy reality TV show. I'm a big fan of Love Island, not the American version. I think the American version is terrible because they're American. And the British and Australian versions are fun because they have accents. <laughs> That's the only reason. It's they sound fun. Um but the, okay, here's my thing with Love Island. Love Island is trash, and it's the greatest show that's ever happened. The greatest reality TV show that's ever existed. And you can fight me on this, but I'm right. No, you are. Um, I'm, like, trying to think of a better reality show, and I've got literally nothing. You know you know what show defined a genre, though? What? Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. Well, so I I'm don't talking think about, about Jersey Shore all breed. that often, but whenever it comes I'm up, talking... I think about how it paved the way for reality TV. Yeah, I'm specifically talking about like dating reality TV, 
I don't watch any of any other reality TV where it's like, I don't watch, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is terrible. The Kardashians, I have opinions on. The Bachelorette, oh, there's so much to be said about it. The, the first, so, the first woman, they had two this season. Her name was, the first one was Claire. And she's been on various, I think she was on like the third season of The Bachelor, and then she was on Bachelor in Paradise, and then like other things happened. They're all like interconnected with each other. It's kind of weird. Um, but she, fuck, wait, I have, I have, hang on. Oh yeah, but she met one of the guys, one of the like 32 men that she started with. And within, I think it was like two weeks, was like, yeah, I this is the man I want to marry and I don't care about any of these other men. Um, and they did it. They've been, in, they're engaged. They're still engaged. Um, he, she, you know the poster of Finding Nemo? This was a tweet. This is not my original idea. But you know that poster of Finding Nemo that has Bruce the shark on it and he's mm -hmm. staring down Nemo? That's how she looks at the guy she's engaged to. Not my, not an original idea. That's not my original commentary on their relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't know who made the tweet, but I saw the tweet. So whoever you are, you get credit. I'm not going to steal your joke, but it is 100% accurate. I don't know. The whole concept of it just makes me uncomfortable. It, it would, if I were in on the show, I would like, I would be uncomfortable. Imagine just sitting in a room with 30 different men all of whom want to make you their wife. For me. That's the goal of the show. They get engaged at the end of the show. That's yeah. the thing. It's like she walks in and she's like, my husband's in this room. And I'm just like, what? Your husband is where, ma'am? Anyway. Anyway, thoughts on The Bachelorette? <laughs> um... I've been saying for years that they should have a queer dating show where they just put, like, 20 queers in a house and see what happens. Okay, Love Island has been considering doing that for a little while. Please. Because, like, I feel like Love Island is one of the only ones where it could work really well, you know? Because the whole point of Love Island, for those of you who are listening who don't know... <laughs> And the reason why Love Island is so good is because there's, so there's a cash prize at the end of the show. And the way it works is the British public votes on whoever their favorite couple is. And then they are, they get two envelopes. One of them is 50,000 pounds and the other one is empty. And the person who gets the envelope with the money can either choose to keep it or split it with the person that they've been that they're coupled up with. Oh. But and it's the whole summer and it's every single day for the whole summer. That's the other thing. There's like 50 episodes. And so and the thing is you start with 12 people, but then you have more people come in and more people leave and it's fucking wild and it is so good and it's garbage and I love it and I'm not afraid to say that. Everybody should watch the British version of Love Island or the UK version. I... I'm thinking about watching the German version to practice my German. 
Because I feel like there's no better way to learn about how the Germans are than watching shitty reality TV. I learned about myself while watching Big Brother with my sister that I don't actually like reality TV, which is to say that I it's not that I didn't like Big Brother. It's that any time that they... I don't like reality TV. I like game shows. Because every time I watched Big Brother, I was just like, okay, but when are they going to climb up a giant slide covered in, like, grease and race See, to the Love top? Island, Love Island has those, though. They have fun challenges that they have to do. I will watch only challenges with you. I love stupid... They're terrible. Challenges. You you are so very valid for not enjoying reality TV. It's a very specific thing. And my thing, the thing I really liked about Big Brother was a lot of times it were like the physical challenges would like reference things that they had already seen, or like the um, the like mental challenges would be like trivia about like things in their house and whether they had been paying attention. Very good. And I just, I really liked Big Brother challenges. I thought they were all really creative and funny. I did not care at all about the drama. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's where we're, sorry, forget I asked anything about Survivor. That's where we're different because the drama on Love Island is half the fun for me because I don't want to be mean, mm-hmm. but I'm smarter than them. Oh, yeah. Most of them. Some people who go on Love Island, they're like, I'm a mechanical engineer. And I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> I mean, I feel like to go on Love Island, you like no matter how smart you are, you have to be dumb in some regard to think that it's oh. a good idea. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the thing is, going on a show like Love Island, you're pretty much going to come out of it set for life. Mm -hmm. Because people are going to, unless you leave really early on, people are going to like you and want to see what you're doing and get your opinions on things. So. Okay. But some of the people who are like, yeah, they're like, yeah, I'm studying for my law degree and I'm like a semi-professional rugby player. And I'm like, what are you doing here? You don't, you don't need the fame, you don't need the fortune, and you definitely don't need the bad stuff that's going to come out of this. Yeah, like, what the hell? Why are you here? I what? watched an episode what? of Love Island in Ireland with a bunch of Irish teenagers a few summers ago. Ooh. And it was, that's there the was like one it. Irish girl on Love Island, and they were all like, she's the best because she's Irish. And I was like, you know what? You're valid. Yeah. That's fair. It's, you know, it's trash, but it, in quarantine, it got me through quarantine. Mm. I watched it on Zoom with my roommates. And then we finished it when we got here to Vermont. Anyway, would you like to hear the good news? I would love to hear the good news. I have some very good news. Okay. I have some news about a food writer. Ooh. Who opened a restaurant during the pandemic. <clears throat> Bold for choice. a chipmunk. For oh a my chipmunk. God. So this article by Ronnie Koenig coming to us from today. Um Angela 
Halfberger, a food writer from Tucker, Georgia, missed going to restaurants as part of her job after the pandemic hit. But when her uncle sent her a tiny, a, a tiny picnic table, a customer immediately showed up and suddenly she was in, a, she was in the restaurant business herself, playing host to a hungry chipmunk. Cat. Yes. I would like you to, let's play a fun game. Mm-hmm. The, na- the ga- name of the game is Guess This Chipmunk's Name. Remy. No. Like the rat from Ratatouille. That would have been very good. Um, Linguini. Like the man from Ratatouille. Also would have been very good. But the name I'm about to tell you is probably the best. Mm-hmm. The chipmunk's name is Thelonious Monk. Oh, iconic. That's... Uh, has... Uh, Hansberger told Today Food, I named him this because I was listening to jazz while making one of his tiny meals. Ah. Isn't that wonderful? I just, I can't get over Thelonious Monk. And I saved the subheadline because, I mean, I guess I don't really have to read it. But Thelonious Monk showed up uh, at the table on the very first day she put it out, ready to dine. You can Google pictures of him. He is wonderful. Uh, people have had a strong reaction to Hans Berger's Instagram posts about the fine dining chipmunk. As the pandemic carried on, her table service became increasingly elaborate. She's made everything from tiny sushi to a uh, to a down-home... Uh, Dawn, down, down home nut burger night for Thelonious and documented it all for people to enjoy. In early April, my uncle Ed, who owns a bowling center in Ohio and, um, and was shut down due to the pandemic, mailed me the table, said Hans Burger. It was intended to be a, it was intended to be nailed to the fence for squirrels. I set it down on my front porch while I took the packaging to the recycling bin when i walked back there was a chipmunk sitting there like a little person i gave him some nuts and some nuts i had left over from a holiday pie and he ate them the next morning i did the same he came back every day sometimes sitting in the empty table waiting for me oh like a good little man i'm gonna cry this is so cute have you looked at pictures of the yes. monk yes okay i'm just making sure Since she missed her former life going to restaurants to write about chefs and cocktails, she came up with a quirky idea to start creating special dishes for her only customer. I began plating dishes, learning about what was good and not good for a chipmunk diet, and trying to make entrees using nuts, grains, and fruits, she said. I thought about the restaurants I had missed and made a tiny tablescape in homage to them. I missed ramen and sushi. I missed having a cocktail at a bar and take, talking with the bartender. I soon added a bar with bar stools, which I could change into a ramen bar or sushi bar. I just... Ronnie Koenig, you were doing the Lord's work as a journalist, but, but Angela Hansberger, you are doing the Lord's work. As a food writer and this content creator. 
because I have never seen anything more wonderful than Thelonious Monk sitting at his little bar stool with his little feet eating his tiny little ramen. I'm gonna scream. I'm sorry. He's this so is, cute. It's, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my entire little life. He is so little and I love him. Since then, Thelonious has become a regular, showing up each day at the table. He only has pushed a few things aside. Cabbage, peppers, shelled peanuts, strawberries, said Hans Berger. Early on, he left his wad of things, leaves and flowers, he brought to the table. Uh, ate, the food, ate the food I left and left a tiny bundle like a tip. Honestly, it made me cry. That is adorable. I... This is the most wholesome thing I've heard in a long, long time, and I love it so much. People have been enjoying Hansberger's foray into rodent dining. So on October 15th, she wrote about the experience in an essay for Bon Appetit. <laughs> Ooh. Are we are, is, Can we like them again? Are they okay? They're, as a company, they're bad, but like... They're also one of the premier food magazines, so we can't begrudge indie writers working, like, writing for them. Okay. I feel okay, like. Just, I feel like we had to get that out in the air, in the open. God. Early hey. Bon Appetit, before everything went down, like, in April and May, that's what got me through. Yeah. Yeah. Not, Yeah. Yeah. Sola Al Hueli is um, a a, god, a goddess among men, and deserves everything in the world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Thelonious Monk and our little back to our little friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started posting photos on Instagram, and people made the kindest comments about this was such a happy thing during such a dark time. She said, uh, "Some said it brought them joy." And they looked forward to each new photo, so I began posting more. My husband helped me craft little things out of scraps around the house. He made a barbecue smoker and built the bar. He made the tiny he made tiny rubber boots the other day when it was raining. Oh my god! Oh. I'm also the pictures that, like, of people... the smoker. The Pets. pictures of the smoker are killing me. Oh my god. I've also seen that people who like make things have been sending them things. <sighs> um, someone sent them a very tiny piano is what I'm seeing on Instagram. This is... I I will say this. I found this article about four hours ago. Oh my god, it's so little. I love that. I found this article about four hours ago because I was like... Oh, he's playing the piano. piano. Oh my god, this is... I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, Like, I found this like four or five hours ago maybe because I like didn't have time to look for anything. Mm. I was too busy existing in the world um, Mm. that we currently live in. And I had things to do. But when I... I have to say, I'm so happy I saw this. Um... She, uh, Hassenberger has exciting plans in the works for the restaurant. 
There have been so many sweet messages with suggestions, she said. I'm looking forward to some alpine scenes, maybe a little camp, more campfire action. He really loves the little campfire made out of rocks and hot glue, made out of rocks, hot glued together. There is a tiny archway I put on the porch. He always runs through it to get his, his day's meal. I look forward to that. You know what? Me too. This is... This is like if somebody took making dollhouses to the logical extreme. You know? For real. I'm watching a video of him near his little tent and campfire. And um, it's the best thing I've ever seen. I wanted for years a chipmunk. For such a long time, I've, I've, I wanted a chipmunk. I... Or a wild bunny, like a bunny from my backyard. Mm -hmm. And my mother being the wonderful woman that she is, I don't know if I've told this story before, she told me once that if I wanted one, I'd have to catch it. She said, if you can catch it, we can keep it. Which, I have to admit, was a good way to get me to run around outside as a child. That's, your mom is brilliant. That's what I've been telling everybody. I mean, not really, but maybe someday we should have our moms on the podcast. Yes. I think that would be really I wanna, fun. I want to do that. I feel like that would be very enjoyable. We 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 could get them we could get them drunk. <laughs> and then get our moms on the podcast. I feel like that's the only way they would be, they would do it. I don't know. Hey mom, if you hear this, send me a text if you want to get drunk and come on the podcast. I don't know if my mom listens to this. My mom does I know not. your mom doesn't listen. Look at this very anyway, tiny ramen. It's really cute. It's really cute. Again, as their disclaimer is, if you are able to look up pictures in your current state, please do so. Please, 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 go, please do go so. Go straight to the Instagram. Um, oh, which yeah, is wait, what's her Instagram? English Han J on Instagram. Excuse me. E-N-G-L-I-S-H-L-I-S-H-A-N-G. Oh, English Ange. I think because her name is Angela. Ah. Uh, Hasenberger also hopes to shed light on her beloved industry that's seriously struggling. Good for her. People are doing everything they can to hold on to their jobs, their restaurants, their own places of joy, she said. While doing so, most of them have been feeding their communities. Uh, they're creating patios, adding ventilation systems, and doing everything possible to stay afloat while building safe places for customers to dine. Going to a restaurant right now is a luxury. Tip big, buy gift cards for the future. Absolutely correct. Yes, 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 and you, she should say it, and she is right. Yes. This would be the perfect time to say that we were sponsored by DoorDash, Grubhub, or one of the other ones. But sadly, we are not. But if you live in an area that has delivery or takeout, please, if you, and if you can afford it, please support your local restaurants. For real. Um, restaurant industry is wonderful and one of those things that we didn't realize how important it was to us until these days. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. 
And if you yeah. can, build a little scene I'm just in emotional. your backyard for your animal, for your woodland creatures. Because let's be honest, there's not much else to do. Oh my god, he's so fucking cute. Thelonious monk. I also think half of this, the enjoyability of half of this, is the fact that his name is in fact Thelonious Monk. I wish my yeah. name was Thelonious Monk. <laughs> Can you imagine He's introducing just very yourself? Good. He's just so cute. Oh my god, I'm looking at the Halloween one. Oh my god, this is amazing. Um, and I'm going to follow her because I was not before this. Wow, Joe Biden is being suggested for me to follow. You know what I like about Joe Biden? His, His dogs. dogs. Oh, shit, he same got brain. dogs. Um, and I know there's bigger, more important things that we have to worry about than there being dogs back in the White House. There are so many issues that we have to address, and, um... <clears throat> Joe, if you hear this, your policies could use a, a, a great deal of improvement. I'd Not like that I could do that. I'd like to just yoink you leftwards. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I could get one of those hooks to drag somebody off a stage, I would do that, but t- more left. But I will say, he is the first president who's going to have a shelter dog in the White House. Oh. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. But... One of his dogs, I believe his dog's names are Champ and Major, which is only appropriate if you are going to be the future president of the United States of America. That is the only time you are allowed to name your dogs Champ or Major. Mm. But I believe Champ was a shelter dog. I know one of them was a dog in a shelter and one of them was already at the White House. Mm-hmm. when when Biden was vice president but um it's good it's going to be good to have dogs in the white you know it's going to be good to have somebody who cares about something other than himself in the white house yeah. and if there's one thing you can say about people who have dogs it's that well for the most part it's that they care about things other than themselves Gesundheit. <laughs> but seriously joe like come on can we get universal health care? Please. Can we get can we get like radical police reform and like prison reform? Can we have that? Can you as a, like a little gift? Anyway. Anyway. I do I I have a um a headline. We can call it the middle no. bit. The middle bit. You know what I like that. It'll occasionally be a Florida man, but most of the time it'll probably be Something else. It's the middle bit. Hang on. I'm trying to find a better headline than the one that I currently have. Um, in another... Another animal with a wonderful name for our middle bit section, which is when I just read a headline. Um, in another wonderful animal bit... And in our, uh, we have another animal star for the middle bit of this section, which is when I read just the headline to Cat, and um, we talk about it. Um, Sounds good. Lionel, Lionel Moosey. 
Have you heard about this? No. A moose interrupted a game of soccer in Alaska and showed everyone who's the boss. There is video Beautiful. of a There's video of it. Also, okay, can I just say something? Mm-hmm. Moose fucking scary. Mhm. They're like I mean they're, they're not so at the top of the But you know one of moose the one of the only natural predators of the moose are fucking orcas because they swim so good. Because they swim so good and and they have such long leggies. Oh, big long leggies. Big long leggies. I wish I had long leggies like that. The moose, you know that song they tried to put me on the cover of Vogue, but my legs were too long? It's about moose. That's my hot take. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, have you seen pictures of moose, meese, mooses, m- mice underwater? Because they're scary and hilarious. Yes. I have not seen any moose since I've lived in Vermont. Um, part of me is like, oh, I want to see a moose. And then the other part of me is like, mm, mm, do I though? Do I really? Cause they're big and scary. Mm. And, um, yeah, but anyway, a, a moose interrupted a soccer game. And, oh, to live in Alaska. Honestly, do you know about that law in, in Alaska in Fairbanks, Alaska? Moose are not allowed to have sex in public. Which I don't know how they enforce. Um, Because moose are not people, so I don't know how that's a lot. Like, I love them. If I may just very quickly tell a story about my cat. My cat is a vicious little monster who I love more than anything. But she is... Is violent the right word? She's (laughs) She's a biter, for sure. Um... And when I was taking her to the vet she's for the in first her ter- time. Cat, I, she's in her terrible twos. <laughs> she is in her terrible twos. I called the vet and I was like giving them information. I'm like, oh, and just so you know, as a word of warning, she bites when she is stressed or playing. Um, and they were like, okay, the totally two, emo- the two emotions. Make a note of that. Sorry, what? The two emotions. Yes. Stressed and playful. Well, she's got other emotions, but those emotions don't involve chewing on you. Um, (laughs) And uh, anyway, day of, I call the vet and I'm like, okay, like, we're here because it's like social distance vet visit. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had to like call them to let them know I was there. And they were like, okay, can we just go over some last minute information? And I was like, of course. And they were like. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, so is she an indoor-outdoor cat? And I was like, no, she's just indoors. And they're like, well, it says on her chart that um, that you notice some animal bites on her. And I was like, what? And they were like, it says here, animal bites. And I was like, no, no, um, she is the animal who bites. Because when they, when they were ta- making notes on my cat, they said animal bites, which is to say that she will bite you. But the the vet took that as, oh, there's animal bite wounds on her. Gosh. No, yeah, I'm... She is the my, animal who bites. I have one cat who who's not a nibbler, who's not... And neither of my cats really are biters. Um, but Atlas will try to trick you into giving him belly rubs, and then he will claw the absolute ever-loving shit out of your hand. Absolutely. I and know Skittles, that. 
Skittles will just roll over and let you pet his tummy because he is... I like to describe my two cats as um, the the Seth Rogen and James Franco of our house. <laughs> Please it's elaborate. An apt, it's an apt description. So Skittles, he is chunky and clumsy and goofy, much like how I perceive Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. And Atlas is more traditionally handsome. He's very he's very sleek. He's got a very long tail. He looks like if you took a, a panther, like a, mm-hmm. a black panther, and you made him a little house cat. Yeah. Both of your and cats I associate, are very good and sweet, and I love them to death. I associate traditional Hollywood leading men with James Franco. And I know that James Franco and Seth Rogen are very good friends, and my cats are brothers, so I thought it was an apt description. Um, my sister and her girlfriend both have cats, and um, Kiki, who is the younger cat, my sister's girlfriend's cat, Kiki is short for Kylo, because he's named after Kylo Ren. Um, <laughs> so I'm yelling, that... I would, don't say it cracks me up or blows my mind, but every time I hear it, it just, it's like I'm getting, it's like somebody is, you know those old toys that have the electric gum and you take a slice yeah. and it's just like, ooh! It, every time I remember that your sister's cat is named after Ky, fucking Kylo Ren. Not my sister's is, cat, my sister's girlfriend's cat. Your sister's girlfriend's cat. Okay, yes. We gotta get that, well, not straight, but whatever. <laughs> because I go... Back and forth on Adam Driver and his, I think he's, he's, Adam Driver's fine, but I go back and forth on whether or not he's, like, good looking, like, every other week. I feel like if you were going to name a cat Adam Driver, it should be one of them cats that looks like Adam Driver. One of the goblin kitties. Yeah. They look like little goblins. And also Adam Driver. Yeah, who also looks like a little goblin. Um, anyway. Very, actually, a very big goblin. The dynamic between Kiki and my sister's cat, Jazzy. So Jazzy is, like, nine or ten at this point. She's, like, older. She was a shelter cat. She's, like, pretty chill most of the time. Um, if you ask her for kisses, she'll come up to you and present the top of her head for you to give a little kiss. Um, mm-hmm. She's very sweet. Um, Kylo is a little nightmare. He eats plastic. He runs around and screams and he's a weirdo and I love him dearly. Um, but the dynamic between the two of them is so weird because they're, they love each other so much, but like 90% of the time it's Kylo annoying Jazzy until she hits him and him being like (laughs) really pleased with himself. Oh, uh, like me and my brother. They're, I just they're, looked up. They're just precious. I just, I just looked up the o- o- oldest cat. the The most recent old news article I got about the oldest cat in the world lived to be thirty one, or the equivalent of a hundred and fifty human years. That's... His name was Rubble, and he was a Maine Coon. So many. That is such a um, long time. That is longer than I have been alive for. 
According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the oldest cat was 38. My. And her name was Cream Puff. Have you seen that video? Look at this, this cat. The... Oh my god. I love, I love her. Have you seen that video? She looks of... so tired. God. <laughs> I don't know if I said this last week when we were talking about Supernatural, but fucking Jared Padalecki needs to go to bed. We did. We talked at length about how Jared Padalecki just looks tired and taller since the early he, days of Supernatural. He looks like his mugshot, <laughs> which is never how you want to look. Anyway, um, have you seen that video? If you ever want a video to really cheer you up, look up the video of the the loudest cat purr. Because this cat purrs at something like the sound of like a car engine. Speaking of loud sounds, ooh, I can do a great segue. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, before you do a segue, before you do the segue, his name is, by the way, his name is Merlin. Um, Oh my God. 67.8 decibels. I have no frame of reference for that. That's, I believe, a lot. Anyway, um, before we get into, before we segue into our wonderful next article, which will be read to us by Kat, um, here is the section of our show where I will tell you to go follow us on Twitter and send us an email if you have an article you want us to read or if you feel like sponsoring us. This is the section of the show where you would get sponsored. Where we would say some nice things about you or your company. So if you want to get in contact with us, our Twitter is at H-Y-H-T-G-N podcast. Right? Yep. And our email is H-Y-H-T-G-N podcast at gmail.com. So also, if you're listening to this, we would very much appreciate if you went to iTunes and left us a review. Um, and now... We will segue. I just realized, I am so sorry if you've been trying to contact us on Twitter. I just realized that we didn't have DMs from strangers open. We now Uh-oh. have DMs from strangers open. I just Great. went in and changed that. Cause I... Excellent. Now now you can DM us on Twitter. Yeah. Thank um, you for changing that. Yeah. I didn't even think to look. How loud was the loudest cat? Her? um 67.8 decibels um that is between uh a loud conversation and city traffic oh my god okay that's loud um speaking of loud there's my transition um Dang, you know what's nice. loud me Drums. Whatever whatever you're about to... Drums? Yeah. Um, Dave Grohl. You familiar with Dave Grohl as a concept? Um, Dave Grohl as in that guy? <laughs> I know who Dave Grohl is, but what band was he? What, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Okay, thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm familiar and I have an appreciation for Dave Grohl. Yes. He is currently locked in an epic battle. An, uh, sorry, a very epic battle with a 10-year-old girl. Excuse me? Um, 
Dave Grohl. Please, please elaborate. Comma, 10-year-old Nandy Bushell and one very epic drum battle. The Foo Fighters leader and the English prodigy struck up a competitive friendship on social media that has brought them and thousands of music fans immense joy. You didn't know you needed you didn't need to know every note of Nirvana's angst rock classic In Bloom to marvel at the spectacle of a little girl drumming along to the song in perfect synchronization last November. Last November. Okay. Um, her when face. Was this, wait, when was this article published? Two days ago. Oh, okay. November. Um, her face scrawled over with joy and passion. The internet is an open playing field for regular people performing impressive feats. And over an o- and over a couple of years, Nandy Bushell, a resident of Ipswich, England, had attracted a solid audience by expressively covering famous songs by a genre-diverse range of artists, including The White Stripes, Billie Eilish, and Anderson Pack. Sometimes her father John and brother Thomas accompanied her, but Bushell was the star, combining technical virtuosity technical virtuosity with bright-eyed showmanship and some enthusiastic yelling. The sight of Bushel wailing away immediately impressed Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters frontman and former Nirvana drummer who played in Bloom on the band's 1991 breakthrough album Nevermind. Oh, I didn't know he was the drummer for Nirvana. Or maybe I did and had forgotten. Who, Dave Grohl? Yeah. He was the drummer for Nirvana, apparently. I feel like I also knew that, but then I also didn't know that, but I did. When I was, like, nine, I had a t-shirt with his face on it, and I don't remember why. <laughs> it was pink. With Dave, Grohl's, with Dave Grohl's face on it? Yeah, I had a pink t-shirt with Dave, Dave Grohl's face on it. Do I? I must have seen this t-shirt. Probably. I don't know why this is suddenly coming to mind. I got a tattoo this week. Yes, this week yesterday, by the way. You did. It's so cool. I, yeah. There's a duck. It's a goose. Goose. There's a, a goose. Goose. It's a goose. A waterfowl. He, he has a an English handbell in his mouth because I am part of an English handbell ensemble, which is funny because they're most often associated with churches, and I am in fact a Jew. So. Um. I guess irony. Anyway, let's continue to talk about Dave Grohl. Uh, is he English? No. Wait, why am I thinking of England? I got distracted. Uh, the little girl the, is the, British. There we go. Bingo. Grohl is not a social media user, and he only learned about the viral clip when the album's producer, Butch Vig, sent it to him. Can I? Okay, hang like on. Like 30 years later. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I need to go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have never met... I have never heard a name that sounds more appropriate in the music industry than Butch Big. Butch Vig. Vig. Oh, never mind. Butch Big. <laughs> can you can you imagine? Hi, I'm a music producer. My name's Butch Big. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is my stage name now. Incredible. My stage name is now Butch Big. I watched it in amazement, not only because she was nailing all of the parts, but because of the way she would scream when she did her drum rolls, Grohl said in a recent video interview. There was something about seeing the joy and energy of a kid in love with an instrument. She just seemed like a force of nature. That See, said, this is how I imagine... Okay, 
I recently watched Coco with my roommates. Yes. Which is a movie that never fails to make me cry a lot. (sighs) But there's that one scene at the very beginning where Miguel is playing the guitar and he's watching the the guy whose name I'm forgetting. Mm -hmm. He's like playing along with the guy and they just, I don't know how they managed to animate pure joy of music into into somebody's into an animated character's face because they did and it's just a testament to how wonderful the pixar animators are that they were able to do that and i feel like there's a similar energy here except not because this is drumming and i feel like drumming is a lot more aggressive than playing the guitar yeah Uh, it depends how you play the guitar Uh. it's fair well in if we're comparing it between coco and this Mm. oh for sure uh, that said, he's... Also, if you haven't seen Coco, what the fuck are you doing? If you're listening to this and you haven't seen Coco, what the Go fuck are you doing with your Coco life? Go watch Coco right now. Like, literally, I don't care if you finish the rest of this podcast. Go watch I Coco. I do care. Please finish the rest of this podcast and then go watch Coco. Um, because okay. I want to talk more about this little kid who's just... Please do. ...taking the drumming world by storm. Hang on. I want to see, vi- see the video. Um, can I finish the article, please? Yes. The video is going to be very loud. Um, uh, that said, he experienced it like any piece of content. You watch it, you enjoy it, you pass it on, and then you move on. But towards the end of the summer, another one of Bushel's videos made its way into Grohl via a flood of texts from his friends from around the world. This time, Bushel had prefaced her cover of the 1997 Foo Fighters song Everlong with a direct challenge to a drum-off. The rules of a drum-off aren't formally sanctioned by any governing body, but Bushel's exhilarated facial expressions and mastery of the song's breakneck pace meant Grohl was in for a battle, should he choose to accept. In, in a separate video interview, Bushel offered a very simple reason why she decided to call out Grohl. He's a drummer because he drummed in quite a few bands, so why not? Bushel is 10 her years logic old. Is, and- her logic is flawless. Bushel is 10 years old, and the clarity of her logic, her favorite word might be epic, was blessedly refreshing. Grohl is her favorite drummer, and when asked why, she answered, he thrashes the kit really hard, which I like. This is so cute. Um, This is so cute. Yeah. At the same time, Grohl is also a married father of three, gearing up to release Foo Fighters' 10th studio album, Medicine at Midnight, in February, which corresponds with the band's 25th anniversary. The one thing we hadn't ever really done was a danceable party record, and those two things used in the same sentence as the Foo Fighters could be really terrifying, he said. My goodness. Uh, before citing Hang dance- on a second. Hang on a second. My roommate was telling me something hysterical about Dave Grohl the other day. I'm going to call her in here and see if she wants to do a quick guest spot about Dave Grohl on the podcast. Ooh, I would love that. Lainey? Are you downstairs? I'm going to text her. Continue. Okay. Um, oh, he wants. they wanted to make a dance party record. Uh, he said, before citing dance albums by rock artists such as David Bowie's Let's Dance and the Rolling Stones' Tattoo You. Despite his full docket and after enough peer pressure, I'm sorry, I love the concept of Dave Grohl succumbing to peer pressure. Grohl rose to Listen, (laughs) this is the only time peer pressure has been used. Well, maybe not. Um... 
hang on. I have to respond to my, I'll finish my thought about peer pressure. Sometimes it can be good. Yes. Not always. I love it when peer pressure is used by celebrities to make other celebrities do good things. Wait, hang on. My roommate's here. Okay. Weren't you telling me something really funny about Dave Grohl the other day? I don't know. Was I? I thought you were. I can't remember what it was, though. I just like Dave Grohl. I think he's a funky man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if my microphone picked that up. My roommate, would you like to come... Would you like to come over? What are you guys talking about? We're talking about Dave Grohl and how he's in a um, a drum off with a ten year old. He is. <laughs> That's I'm, really funny. I'm giving Lainey an ear. This is my wonderful roommate, Lainey. Say hello. Hello. What are your pronouns? Um, she, her. Great. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I I remembered we were driving somewhere and talking about Dave Grohl, and I don't remember if you'd said that you'd heard news about him or if you just said that you liked him because he was a funky man. I like I like him because he's a funky man. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he I don't know if this is a controversial man. opinion. I just think he's kind of a dilf. <laughs> Can I say that? Is that yeah. Cool? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, considering the fact okay. that last week we said we wanted to fight certain cast members of Supernatural behind a Denny's, I think you're fine to say that you think he's a dill. Okay. Perfect. Sorry. I was just thinking of. I see. I feel like Dave Grohl is a dilf, but would also fight a homophobe behind Denny's for you. You know. Yeah. Like he's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And this, he has long hair. He's also. Um, <laughs> He's Wait, also, also locked in an Bull epic shirt. battle with a 10-year-old. You don't have a Dave Grohl shirt? No, I have the Frank Zappa shirt. Thank you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So he's, wait, what is he? So he's in a drum battle he's, with a 10-year-old. Yes. She challenged him to a drum a drum battle. She went I, I viral for her epic drumming before. skills play, covering one of his songs and uh-huh. um, challenged him to a drum battle. Wow. I love that for them. Me That's too. Me too. <laughs> and he accepted, right? Yep. Is that where we're getting? Yep. After some peer pressure. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. She's going to win, right? Of course. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We haven't gotten to the end of the article yet. Oh, wow. Whoa. Um, okay. <laughs> do you want to stay or, or would you like to be freed? Um, I think I'll let you guys do your thing, but this has been great. You <laughs> Thank you for coming I and visiting. Like, we love guest stars. You're our first guest star. You are. That's so exciting. I'm so honored. <laughs> Other than I my cat, trying... who sometimes hits the mic with her tail. Um, I think that your cat is the greatest guest star of all in that case. Ella Fitzgerald. That's her name? That's so cute. Oh, my God. I'll update you on the results of the drum okay. battle. All right. Thank Have you. fun, kiddos. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. You're welcome anytime. Amazing. Love you. Love you. That was fun. That was, that was my roommate. I don't know if this is too controversial, but I think Dave Grohl's a dilf. Listen, she's valid. And a right. perfect kind of controversy for this show. Um, exactly. Grohl rose to the challenge with a performance of Dead End Friends by Them Crooked Vultures, one of those many bands he's played in over the years. At first I thought, I'm not going to hit her with something too complicated because I want this to be fun, he said. I'm a technical drummer. I am a backyard... I'm not a technical drummer. I'm a backyard keg party garage jam band drummer. And that's the way it is. Nonetheless, Bushel volleyed back another astute and overjoyed performance in two days. 
Grohl conceded defeat, and since then, the two have continued playing music for each other. He recorded an, an original song about Bushel. Um. <laughs> this is so wholesome! This is so wholesome. Um, if you would like also, to... Also, a multi... We love a multi-talented man, because Dave Grohl also plays the guitar. Yeah. Um, and sings? Does he sing too? Yeah. I believe so. Um, I need to go listen to these songs after this. Um, so he recorded an original song about her, um, a sample That's lyric. the cutest thing. A sample lyric it's- is... She got the power, she got the soul, she gonna save the world with her rock and roll... I think it's time to retire this podcast. There's no more good news. This is it. <laughs> There's always more good news. No, this is this is true. This Bushel is true, returned this... the favor with her own song, Rock and Grawl. <gasps> I love this child, and she must be protected at all costs. Oh my god. Um this is amazing. Cumulatively, the videos have attracted millions of views across YouTube and Twitter, making it a truly rare, uncomplicated, feel-good story from the last few months. Part of the appeal is the way their bond transcends generation and geography. Grohl has been musically active since the 80s, whereas Bushel started drumming when she was five in 2015. There's something fundamentally charming about a 51-year-old white male longtime and Jelano, uh, bonding with a 10-year-old multiracial Brit through the power of social media over a style of music that supposedly matters less than ever. Ugh. I disagree, but about the I also mattering disagree. less than ever. Yeah, I also disagree with that. Rock and roll is I'm commonly considered to be in cultural decline. Um, blah, 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 blah. Talking about This is a New York Times article, so it's very, very long. Um, In classic New York Times fashion. Of course, the pair's virtual friendship has also taken off during the coronavirus pandemic, which has nearly unilaterally shut down live music around the world and deeply winnowed creative opportunities for working musicians. In a normal year, Foo Fighters would be on tour and Bushel would still be attending the weekly jam nights around Ipswich, where she honed her skills by playing with adult musicians. She this, would play this, gigs. She's this small child is gonna go on to have probably the greatest band of all time. You know, actually, whatever she does, I don't want to put too much pressure on her. She's but gonna she do is, great things. She is wonderful, and she can do whatever she wants, and she is amazing, and I will support her, um, I, no matter what. This um. what? Wait, what was your name? Bushel, something Bushel? Yes. Oh, goodness. Uh, where? Nadi. It just refers to her as her first name, her last name. Nandi Bushel. Um, Nandi Bushel, you have my undying love and support. Yeah. For Grohl, the challenge helped reorient his priorities during this bizarre year. What I realized was more than any sort of technical contest, this was something that was bringing people a lot of joy at a time where everyone could use a little bit, he said, adding, it may actually, ch- it actually changed the way I look at what my band does this time. Damn. Holy shit. Girl. Since the challenge began, Foo Fighters have recorded stripped down live sets and comical face 
fake commercials, all with the goal of maintaining. Are you okay? My <laughs> I cat just leapt onto my desk and landed on a piece of paper and went sliding off the other edge and grabbed onto the <laughs> curtain to keep herself from falling. I heard. I heard that. Um, all with the goal of maintaining their connection with their audience. If that's going to bring people 5, 15, 20 minutes of happiness in one day, then that's what we should be doing, he said. Um, Bushel's father, John, expressed a similar sentiment. It's a wonderful experience, and our hearts as parents are lifted just as much as the people who are watching the videos. Towards the end of the interview with Grohl, Bushel joined the video call to finally meet her hero. (gasps) I feel like I'm meeting a beetle, Grohl said when her face popped into the screen. Another coincidence, both drummers were first interested in the instrument after listening to the actual Beatles. The two had never interacted directly before, and as you might expect, Bushel was a little starstruck. But Grohl is regarded as one of the friendliest people in music, and before long, she was showing him around her home with appearances from her whole family. Eventually, they made plans to write a song together, a fast tempo one, per Bushel's request, and play on stage whenever the food fighters are allowed to tour in Britain again. I'm literally tearing up. This is making me so happy. But it has to be at the end of the set because otherwise you're going to steal the show, he said. Uh, As for the next step of the challenge, the ball is in Grohl's court. I had an idea for how to respond to your last song, but I haven't done it yet, he said. It's a big project. I don't want to give it away, but it's a good one. I'm looking forward to it, Bushel replied. And that's the end of the article. This is so cute. This is a New York Times article by Jeremy Gordon, for the record. Um, Thank you, Jeremy, for this interview. I feel like the articles... I feel like the articles I bring are fun and goofy and silly. And the articles you bring just make me really smile and are very wholesome. Apart from the house at Blue Lit Hill. Or whatever it was called. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. That was perfect and wholesome. This is amazing. I this love is good this news. child. This is further proving that Dave Grohl must be protected at all costs, and so must this this Nandi small child. Bushel. She is wonderful. Also, I was reading, looking through Dave Grohl's Wikipedia page, and I already knew he was like a cool guy, but he's like a cool guy. He did you know he played at Obama's second inauguration? I did not. He performed My Hero at Obama's Aww. second inauguration. Uh, and he is a, an advocate for LGBTQ plus rights. As he sh- fucking should be. Um, oh my god, I found the shirt that I owned. Do, oh my god, please do a description of it. So it's a, oh it's a pink god. child shirt. Or, sorry, lilac. And it has a picture of, uh... Oh, wait, hang on. Quick side note about Dave Grohl that I'm reading on his Wikipedia page. He does not know how to read music, and he plays only by ear. That's impressive. Um, so it is a lilac shirt with a giant, like, cartoon heart with a picture of Dave Grohl from when he had long hair on the heart, and it says, uh, Davey Grohlton Band on the front and Foo Fighters, Foo Fightin' on the back. And this is my... a shirt that I owned when I was nine years old. My goodness. 
I'm trying to figure out which of the Foo Fighters albums I was really, really, really into as a small child. I think it was Wasting Light. I think that's what it was. I don't remember, like, which of the songs I really loved, but not as a small child. I was maybe, like, 15. I don't have any of the music from back then, though, because it was all on my iTunes, and then I switched to a different music service. Oh, apparently the the Davy Grolton band is a made-up band from the Long Road to Ruin music video. And I had a t-shirt for this fake band. That... Why did I own this? Who got this for me? Why did I wear it all the time? I was going to say, was it a gift? Did I have any weird t-shirts? I'm sure it was. I'm sure my dad got it for me, like, at a Foo Fighters concert or something. Because I I really... I loved to learn to fly in Long Road to Ruin when I was little. Oh, Yes. My um, my favorite shirt as a child that I wore to the point where it was, like, dead was a shirt that had Cookie Monster on it, and it said, Make Cookies, Not War. Incredible. You were saying? Um. Oh, I don't remember now. Oh! Um. Nope, it's gone. I just, oh, sorry. I was going to say that at some point in my mind, the learn to fly and toxic music videos have become this like one big music video. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Toxic is the one yeah. that she's on the airplane for, right? The music video. Because I'm, I'm seeing, yes. I'm thinking about the Learn to Fly music video, and I'm seeing Britney Spears in, like, a flight attendant uniform. A quick Google search will, will solve this question. I think it's, I don't think it is. Um, although it could be, no, it I is. could be it wrong. Is. It is? Yeah. Yes. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's what I picture when I'm think I picture Dave Grohl with the long hair holding onto the 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 steering mechanism of an airplane and Britney Spears. I thought Spears. you were going to say I thought you were going to say you pictured Dave Grohl in Britney Spears's flight attendant outfit from that music video. I mean, I wouldn't picture that. Perhaps our guest <laughs> I don't know enough about her to make that joke. Um, uh, I feel like I don't know enough about Lainey to be able to make that joke. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I was like really you, afraid that she was actually going to say something controversial. And then she called Dave Grohl a dilf. And that's one of the highlights of my day, I think. Listen... So, uh, I think you guys have heard the good news. Yeah, you, you heard, heard about, the good news. Um, this very, very, very good chipmunk and his lovely Thelonious restaurant meals. Thelonious you heard about monk. Thelonious Monk. And since I finally remembered to tweet, to, to send you a, a text with the articles that we read today, we can tweet them. Yay! Um, you also heard about a moose whose name is Lionel Moosey, 
who interrupted a soccer game. Well, we didn't really talk about that very much. You also heard about several different cats. We just talked about cats. niece, moose, mice. You heard about, you heard about several dis- different cats, including Merlin, who's the loudest house cat in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you heard about Dave Grohl and this wonderful child, uh, Nandi Bushel. 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 What? Bushel? Not- Bushel? And you- who's to say? And... And you heard about this wonderful girl, girl Nandi Bushel. Absolutely. That sounds like good news to me. Oh, yeah. My name is Sophia. My name is Kat. I, and um, you have just heard the good news. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye.